This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This is the Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. Yes, it's true. The Oscars 2016 were last weekend and the Bonfire podcast that you were listening to right now, that which you have tuned into, <laughs> did not watch the Oscars. Why? Well, I I just didn't care. <laughs> I just didn't care this year. And I'll I'll explain why. No, it is not because hashtag white Oscars, things like that, you know. That that notion to me it's pretty ridiculous. Uh, okay, first of all, everyone, thank you for tuning into the Bonfire Podcast. This is Andrew Herzog. This is the Entertainment Podcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Not here to talk about politics. No, not here. Instead, I'm here to remind you, hey, Jamie Foxx, who has won an Academy Award before, he came out and said, look, I don't... I don't understand all these Oscar talks. I don't even trip about that. I mean, what's the big deal? I was sitting at home with my Oscar like, what's all the hubbub? Me and Denzel were like, hashtag, what's the big deal? Hashtag, act better. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Jamie, exactly. That's, that's the whole issue here. You shouldn't vote for someone's performance based off of who they are, where they were born, what they look like. No, that's the acting. If you're an actor, I expect you to do some acting, okay? That's how it works. Now, why should anybody care about the Oscars in the first place? It's just some organization that decides to vote on what it thinks is the best picture and the best actor, best actress, and sound mixing and everything else. That's just their opinion. That's their thoughts. Michael Caine. You know Michael Caine. He's from the movie Youth, which we talked about here on the Bonfire before. Uh, he's uh, uh, Al, not Al, Alfred from Batman movies with Christian Bale. You know him. Come on, Michael Caine. He's a good guy. He said, look, you can't vote for an actor because he's black. That's not how it works. What are you talking about? It's just. He says, look, to black actors, be patient. Of course, it'll come. It took me years to get an Oscar. Now, who else can identify with that? Hmm. Probably the man who won it last time, last week. That would be Leonardo DiCaprio. He had never won one before. He's a white guy. So, hello. He should have won one every year, right? Because that's what it's all about. Hollywood nominates and awards white people everything. Oh, 
Yeah, no, no, no. It's not how it works. Leo is a great actor, and he just now got his first one. And there were some people who voted saying like, well, we didn't think he was very good. Yet he still got one. It's a waiting game. It's a, a skill game. The quality of your acting from an organization that says, oh, well, we think it is this. We think it is that. Okay, so what? I don't know why you think it's that important. But I guess if you're in Hollywood and you're an actor or an actress, you take these things seriously. Okay, fair enough. You got Michael Caine, Jamie Foxx. People saying, no, just act. Focus on the art, whatever it is that you're doing. Enjoy it. It's the skill that matters. Don't vote for someone because they look a certain way. Nothing like that. The Oscars that were last week, Best Picture, Spotlight. (laughs) I never saw it. Here's why I did not watch the Oscars this year. I haven't seen most of these movies, so I have no opinion. I had other things to do. (laughs) Obviously, I went camping. I said that in the last podcast. But that aside, I didn't watch even if I could, because I hadn't seen most of these movies. The Big Short, never saw. Brooklyn, I don't know what that is. Mad Max, nope. Revenant, nope. The Martian, nope. Room, nope. And Spotlight, nope. The only movie that was nominated for Best Picture that I saw was Bridge of Spies. And I liked it. So, for movies that were being voted on by these people in Hollywood on what should be Best Picture, quote-unquote, I only saw one of them. So, I don't really care. Best Actor was Leo in The Revenant. Didn't see it, so don't care. Actress, Brie Larson. Don't know who you are. And She was in the movie Room. Okay. Actor in a supporting role. Here's the first one that I know. Mark Ry- Rylance uh, in Bridge of Spies. I don't, he, I don't know him. Never really heard of him before, but I know the movie, and I can see his face. Okay. He won an award for Best Supporting Actor. Good for you. Good for you. Something interesting I noted was that Star Wars was nominated for a number of awards here. Best Sound Mixing. Best Music Original Score. Things like that. Sound editing. Visual effects. But it didn't win a single one. Now yet, that was Star Wars The Force Awakens. The most popular movie in history. Hmm. So, a movie that the world seemed to enjoy. Eh, just a little bit. It didn't win any awards. (laughs) Okay, who cares? They made a butt ton of money. It's Hollywood. I figured you were making movies because you tried to make a living, or you enjoyed the script, you are just having fun, whatever. I didn't know you were making movies so that you could get awards from this organization. Hmm, what do you know, Will? And Will Smith, what are you talking about? You've won awards before. There's no... To say lack of diversity is ridiculous, because the only thing that should be there is quality. The quality of the acting. I don't want diversity in that aspect. I don't want poor acting and good acting. Don't care. I only want good acting. This year, Will, seemingly, you didn't go all the way. You didn't do that good of a job, according to these people. Okay? But they voted for you before in Ali. Okay? And may I just say, you did very well in The Pursuit of Happiness. I loved that movie. I think you did a great job. Okay. You got to give credit where credit is due. You did well before. This year, maybe not so much. So, okay, move on. It's just an award. You still live well. still have a wife and kids. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Calm down. It's okay. Now, yeah, so that notion, that notion of I did not watch the Oscars this year because I hadn't seen any of the movies and I just don't care. 
Um, the Point. Was Jurassic World nominated for anything? I, I don't think so. I didn't see that. Was Star Wars nominated? Yep, but it didn't win anything. Was, what else was big this year? Was the Avenger movie, the first one, I guess that was maybe back in 2012. Was that one nominated or did it win anything? Not that I know of. So, three movies off the top of my head that were huge blockbusters. And the people loved them. We dished out our wallets frequently to see those movies over and over. Okay? Seemingly, those were a success. But not to the Academy Awards here. They were like, ah, we don't care. So what? The Oscars really aren't that big of a deal. It's just a bunch of celebrities hobnobbing. Okay, that's fine. Let them do their thing. Let them have fun with it. But it's not the end of the world. You present quality, then you'll, you might win. But it's a competition. Competition brings out the best in the people to say, hey, who can beat me? I'm really good at acting this year. Uh, well, that guy did really good, too, and she did really well, too. Well, what are we going to do? Let's vote for this one and this one. Okay. Ugh. So, needless to say, typically the movies that do really well in the box office are not the ones that uh, get awards at the Oscars here. But <laughs> one in particular comes to mind right now that actually bucks that trend, kind of as, uh, you know, goes against the flow. And I happen to say it is one of my favorite movies. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to get into that right up next. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. This is the Bonfire On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. Little known fact. The Lord of the Rings are the greatest movies Hollywood has ever made. Well, technically, it wasn't Hollywood per se. I mean, it happened all in New Zealand. Hollywood, New Line Cinema specifically, was the distributor. But, I mean, all the work was done in New Zealand, thanks to Peter Jackson, Weta Digital, and all those Kiwis down there. So, the point that I was making here was typically the most popular movies out there in the world, which, you know, was, I think, maybe the first Transformers movie and because uh, that was pretty popular back in the day. Then the Jurassic World with Chris Pratt, these Lord of the Rings movies, and the first Avengers, all huge blockbusters, made lots of money. A lot of people enjoyed them. We spent our money, but the Academy Awards seemed to think otherwise. Uh, wait, except for Lord of the Rings. Now, Lord of the Rings, I'm talking specifically about Return of the King, the third movie. That was not my favorite movie, 
but it won the most Academy Awards. And here they are. It was nominated, I believe, for 11, and it won all 11. (laughs) And that tied the movie Titanic and Ben-Hur for the most Oscars won. So yeah, Return of the King was a pretty good good movie. Pretty good way to wrap up the trilogy there, which grossed hmm, definitely over a billion dollars. So yeah, pretty successful. But the awards... The Academy Awards said yes. Best Picture, Best Director, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Costume Design, Best Art Direction, Best Film Editing, Best Makeup, Best Original Score, Best Original Song, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. All won by Lord of the Rings Return of the King. That is not typical. Most of the time, you see what happened this year. They're going to nominate and vote on movies that are maybe a bit under the radar, for majority of Americans, I don't know how particularly well-received Spotlight was. Uh, the Martian, I know, I think people actually liked that. That was enjoyable, I'm told. But a number of these other kinds of movies, even Bridge of Spies, I liked it, but it certainly wasn't a huge blockbuster. Then, uh, what else? The Revenant, I think it did well, but it didn't blow anybody away. Like It just made tons of money. So typically for the Oscars, yeah, that happens. They typically try to go artsy-fartsy and say, well, this movie spoke to me, and uh, I know it didn't do well at the box office, but I feel it deserves my vote. Okay, well, that, that was pretty typical. The, the case I'm making here is that even the Academy Awards kind of went off course and said, hey, you know what? Return of the King is not a bad movie. So here's my argument. Why Lord of the Rings are the best movies in the world, period. Of course, this is biased. But of course, this is my podcast, and you wouldn't be tuning in otherwise if you were expecting something objective. No, very subjective here. I enjoyed the movies because they were based off of the books, which I read. And I thought they were like this award here, Best Adapted Screenplay. I think they stuck about as true as you can to the books without making the movies 10 hours long and filled with needless discussions. You'd say, okay, all right, I get it. I read the book. I don't want to see it literally translated into film and then just watch the book. I mean, I want to read the book, I'll read the book. But a movie, kind of want it shortened, sweetened, maybe a different, you know, dash of razzle-dazzle here and there to spice it up a little bit. That's the point of film, to do something different that even you couldn't imagine in your mind. You go to the movies, okay. I like the movies because I started watching them. Let's see. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring came out in 2001. At that time, I was 11 years old. Had no idea what Lord of the Rings was. But I saw the movie because my brother said, hey, you know, check this out. So I watched it and I said, holy crap, what the hell is this? Where's this been? Why? why I, need to, I need to know more about this. There are books? Oh, I need to give me the books. Give me this information. Let me look this stuff up. Let me watch the movie again. And, you know, I lost it. <laughs> I, became a, I became a fan. Then, of course, when Two Towers came out in theaters in 2002, I said, I got to be there. I got to be there opening day. And I distinctly remember middle school. I got out of class early. Maybe it was even finals week. I think it was. And I was a nervous wreck trying to get my finals all done and try to get good grades at the same time and say, all right, mom, finally, let's uh, take me, pick me up. I need to get to the movie theater. We need to see it. We have to see it tonight. Let's go. So God bless my mom and dad for uh, putting up with me. Because, yeah, these movies are in the theaters, I think, were three hours long, at least. Now, in the DVDs, they're over four hours. That's crazy. (laughs) 
So as a parent, to sit there with the kid and say, all right, well, I'm going to sit here for a few hours. Wow, this is a long movie. God bless you. But anyway, as a kid, pff, man, that's all I wanted. I said, I want more Lord of the Rings. Bring it on. I liked the story, the characters. I thought everyone had their own kind of story to tell. It was fantastic special effects, which back in the day blew everyone away. And still now, I'll kind of look back and watch maybe snippets of it and say, okay, this is actually pretty decent. It's not bad. For 1999 and 2000, that's when they were filming and trying to do these special effects. Okay, So the turn of the century, the turn of the millennium is when they were putting this all together. Technology comes a long way, but they knew what they were doing even back then. I liked how they tackled the whole project. They read the books. They asked the actors to read and kind of understand, and they were very nitpicky about who they picked. They knew, hey, we can't screw this up. We need to be true to Tolkien, but we need to make it you know, digestible because people don't want to sit here for 10 hours. What are we going to do? They had to read and reread the books and say, let's organize it a little better into a movie so that people can understand it and follow along who aren't already fans. So they made it very relatable, I thought. And... Movies, they certainly could have been rated R, but they said, yeah, let's just stick with PG-13. That's good enough. We'll show, you know, a decapitation here and there. That'll be good. And we'll have plenty of slashing and stabbings, and then you might see a little orc blood, you know, ooze out here and there. Um, Overall, it was, I think, tastefully tackled. There are other movies, one that comes to mind, Kill Bill, where it's just over the top. And you say, wow, why am I watching this? This is just glorifying the violence. I never had a problem with that when I was a kid, but shoot, as an adult now, you look back and think, okay, well, that is really stupid. There's no need for that. You can have a perfectly entertaining movie and have a good time without showing me everything. I don't need to see dude's guts coming out. I don't need to see him puking on his own blood and all this other, yeah, no, 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 too much. Why? That's not healthy to see. Who would want to see that? Okay, in Lord of the Rings, they didn't do that. They said, oh, here's an orc. Okay, if you just watch the actor, stick the sword right in his gut, and he goes, oh, and then falls over. Okay, good enough. You can tell that the orc died. You don't need to see him, every single one, decapitated. You don't need to see blood gushing out of his entire body, and he just falls to pieces because who knows why, and say, oh, okay, well, clearly he's dead now. Okay, now as an audience member, I know that because I saw him literally fall apart. You don't need to do that. Just like, just do a quick stab, a quick slash, and he falls down on the ground. You could say, okay, he's dead. Moving on. And then move on to the next orc. And just keep, keep killing. <laughs> There's a tactful way to do it, and I liked how they did it. They said, well, look, we're not going to glorify violence in this movie. There's a story to tell here. So, yes, we're going to have plenty of action, all that good stuff. But we're not going to focus on that and try to shock audiences. No, they wanted to just tell a story. What's the story? Frodo trying to throw the ring away. Yes, yes, yes. But... Like I said, they had great actors, I thought. They all got along, worked off of each other very well. And one of the themes that, when I look back as a child, I guess I didn't grasp. But now I do. And that's the fact that, you know, there's good in this world. And it's always worth fighting for. You can't give up. You know, you hear that with anybody else. Um, Any other kinds of motivational speakers, they say, hey, the second you give up, that's when you're a failure. Okay? You can keep on falling. You feel like you're making mistakes. Mistakes are fine. But you as a person are not a failure until you just say, I give up. No more. I'm done. Nope. No. 
you got to keep fighting. Period. And that's what, you know, that's what matters. So in Lord of the Rings, <laughs> with overwhelming odds, they said, yeah, we're going to keep going. Oh, hell yeah, it'd be a lot easier to just drop it and say, all right, we're screwed. But no, <laughs> they're like, well, we're still going to put our lives on the line. And then we're probably going to die, but we're going to do it because we want to. We know it's the right thing to do. And there's a slim chance that maybe it can work out. They hung on to that slim chance, okay? Just that tiny little bit of hope was all it took for all the things to come together and for it to finally work out. If any one of the main characters had said, eh, forget this, I can't do this, I'm done, and gave up, mm, everything would have probably fallen through. So the point here, hope, man, you got to have it. Here at Bonfire, come on, life will get you down. Let's be clear about that. Life will be difficult. That's how it works. But what is important is when it gets tough, you know, are you going to get tougher? Are you going to find a new way to deal with it? Or are you going to bitch and moan? Come on. So I liked that uh, message that I finally caught years later, thinking, oh, okay, that's cool. That's on a deeper level. Now, on a side note, it's just a fun story. Good versus evil. Hobbits, elves, men, orcs, dwarves, all fighting, wizards, all sorts of creatures. And then this huge backstory, which, you know, is the Silmarillion and the Hobbit, which took place before. And you just think to yourself, wow, Tolkien came up with all this stuff. So someone who took it very seriously, Tolkien, wrote it very well and devoted his life to it. He had the passion for it. And then they make it into these movies, which they took years to plan out and say, it needs to be just right. We can't screw this up. I think all that pre-planning, all that work, all the dedication paid off. And that's why they won these 11 awards from the Academy. But like I said earlier, does that really matter? No, who cares? It was popular with the people. People like me spent our money to go see it. People like me spent our money to go buy the special DVDs so that we'd sit on our ass at home and watch the movies over and over and the appendices and just eat it all up. (laughs) That's a good movie when you get people like me to do that. Someone who's always saying, look, let's get out, let's do stuff, let's have some variety, go travel, see the world. If you can get me to sit on my butt for several hours and just watch the TV, I think you did something right. So, yeah, there's my case. It's an entertaining movie. I think they tackle the violence in a good way. You know, there's it's a PG-13 violence. It's not rated G where people are slapping one another. No, people are dying. And there's blood and there's death, okay? That's realistic. And the swearing, I don't (laughs) particularly care, but for purposes of kids, trying to introduce them to this trilogy, this story, if you avert that in the movie, I think that's good. You know, little kids don't need to go to the movies and always hear just obscene amounts of swearing. Okay, okay. So I'm glad that they were like, "Eh, we don't need that. You don't need lots of swearing and sex and violence in movies to be popular. Okay? I think this is the perfect example. Lord of the Rings had none of that. No sex scenes, nothing all up in my face. Don't need to be seeing that. No, you know, swearing out the wazoo and tasteful. <laughs> I use that word, you know, lightly. Tasteful violence. I think it was, it was balanced very well. Great story, great books, great actors. I just love the whole experience. But with that said, I actually haven't seen those movies in years because they're four hours long. I've sometimes started them. Maybe I've gone on YouTube and I'm like, oh, I just want to see that one scene. Oh, that, that's good enough because, you know, I don't have four hours to devote to that movie right now. 
So I've still been exposed to it over the years and reading the books and, you know, all sorts of Tolkien biographies and whatnot. But as far as sitting down and watching the movies all the way through at home, yeah, I haven't done that in years. It's an entire evening. So maybe I'll plan that out sometime. But shoot, there is the bonfire case for why Lord of the Rings are the best movies that Hollywood has ever produced. Uh, In particular, Return of the King is the one that won all these fantastic awards. But uh, Two Towers is my personal favorite. So there you have it. In the A Block, why the Oscars did not matter, and they still don't. But why it's all about quality of the acting that should matter. And then here, Lord of the Rings, why they're the best movies. Hmm. Well, wait a minute. I just went camping last weekend, and Nat Geo has this great article explaining why nature is so essential to us human beings. So I'm going to get into that on the other side. This is The Bonfire on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. Coming up today on Pat and Stew. Mexico has issued an alert. I wouldn't even worry about this. Oh, good. Just because somebody stole some radioactive material. Oh, stop. I know. Come on. Do we have to get excited about every little radioactive piece of isotope that gets stolen? No. (laughs) What kind of babies are we? Yeah, thank you. You know what I mean? Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The Bonfire. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. It's true that nature very much rejuvenates us. I'm a huge fan of traveling and seeing the world, trying to visit all the countries, the states, the cities, seeing the people, trying the food, having the experiences of it all. It's fantastic. But don't forget, just as important as seeing all the people and the, for lack of a better phrase, the human-produced, the human-made technology and things of the world. Let's not forget the planet itself. I mean, holy crap, why don't you just go camping and you would feel completely different the next day. I went camping uh, last week and a week ago, and was I out the entire weekend for all three days? No, that would have been fantastic, but... All I was able to manage to do with busy schedules and coordinating with others and getting everything all set up, I could only do it for one day. But that was enough. I was able to leave my home here in Dallas, drive up to Oklahoma, only two hours away, go to Turner Falls, and camp out. Of course, (laughs) we left Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. That was after we slept in. We went and had lunch, just kind of goofed off for a while. Then we said, you know what? We should probably head out. Yeah, because... Time to camp. So we fooled around. That was, of course, you know, our our own fault. But the road trip was also part of it. Just be in the car together, listen to some music and talk, have some coffee, a snack. Then you get there and you're like, oh my gosh, all right, let's uh <laughs> let's set up camp. Oh, let's eat again. Let's you know start the fire, then let's maintain the fire, let's have fun with it. Oh, oh, we need to run into town to go get some booze so that we can sit around the fire and drink and eat more. And that's exactly what we did. Uh, I took a few pictures on my phone. In general, though, I tried to stay off of it. There were a few work-related things. I thought, hmm, maybe I should do this right now. And I kind of did some, but then I quickly realized, look, all right, I'm gonna, I gonna, got to turn this off. I need to walk away. So I tried to put the phone away and just sit there with my friends and say, all right, what do I have right in front of me? A fireplace, good food, a drink, good friends, fresh air. And we, well, I used my phone for a little bit of music. I put it off in the corner, turned on a little music, just to have some background noise, because music and campfires go together. 
course, my roommate took out his guitar later, and we played and listened to music, so that was good, too. So, in general, I tried to stay away from technology and say, all right, well, look, we got the tent, we got the food, it's warm, well, it's warm enough, we're fine, this is good, this is what we need, this is going to rejuvenate us so that when we get back to work the next week and we're back in the city, we feel refreshed. There's something, there's something going on when you go out into nature, whether you go to the beach, you go to the mountains, you go to the woods, wherever, you go into the park that's in your, that's in your, in your town. And you just walk through it. You go to an arboretum and just check out all the, the flora. When you check out the flora in the arboretum, you just, there's something to say about being around nature. At least in today's world, because we're kind of surrounded by concrete and skyscrapers and civilization. So most of us, you know, that's not par for the course for us. Nature is kind of the opposite. We tend to stay away from that. There are plenty of reports that say we're in our cars more often than we are actually outside, and kids don't play outside anymore. They want to sit on their butts and play video games and watch TV and stay inside. Okay, well, look, let's get back to that balance and say, shoot, we've had enough indoor time. We've worked hard enough, so let's go spend a weekend somewhere. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to the mountains. Do something. This Nat Geo article that I tweeted out on Bonfire and shared on our Facebook, it says, this is your brain on nature. And all these different studies, it's a pretty long article, but I enjoyed it. All these different studies and hypotheses saying, here's what these studies are alluding to. It seems that people who are surrounded by greenery, who frequent, you know, the outdoors more often than, you know, this control group over here, they seem to be happier. They seem to be more productive. You know, so causation doesn't mean, what is it? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Correlation doesn't mean causation. There it is. Took me a second. That's not to say that, yes, nature means that you will be more productive and you will be happier. That's a guarantee. That's science talking. Well, science suggests that that could be the case. So why not just go outside, take a deep breath of fresh air, go on a little day trip somewhere, go on a hike, something, a bike ride through the park, anything. And see if that doesn't improve your mood or if that does just, just make you happier. And then when you come back into work and you're at your desk again and you say, shoot, I, I just feel good. I'm able to focus. Man, I'm on this. This is a good day. I speak from experience where that kind of happened to me uh, last week. Came back from the camping, got home. I knew exactly what I needed to do. I had a number of chores, jumped all over them, took care of them, went into work the next day. Seemed to be pretty focused. The sleep that I had was better because I slept on the cold, hard ground up there in my sleeping bag versus the night after where I got to have my bed again. I still was able to focus. I still had a great Monday after I came back from camping. So Nat Geo here in this article is suggesting we all should get outside more often. We need to find those adventures. We need to... Experience nature, which is around us. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. Who doesn't like it? Maybe agoraphobes. <laughs> if you're an agoraphobe, well, maybe you are listening to this podcast. I don't know. I don't know. If you are, might I suggest you walk outside your front door, go sniff a flower, and then walk back inside. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you got to do, man. Chances are, not just based on science, but just, you know, stories, hypotheses. That, yeah, be outside more often. The sun is good for you. 
Get a little vitamin C or D or B or whatever the hell it is. It's good to get fresh air. Get away from the mundane that it has become to go to your desk, to hit the alarm clock, to eat your lunch by yourself or with your family. And you say, all right, look, I need some guy time. Or I'm going to go over here with my girlfriend. We're going to go camping. I'm going to go for a bike ride in the park. I have to work out, but instead of going to the gym, I'm going to go ride the bike in the park, and it's going to be different. Switch it up. Add some variety. Go outside. Come on. Do the bonfire thing and have some balance and see the world that we have right before us. The Bonfire, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. A former meerkat expert at the London Zoo was sentenced for attacking a monkey handler in a love spat over a llama keeper. Oh! So the meerkat lady's like, whoa, llama dude, you're dating me, but at some point you had dated the monkey handler. You know, uh, apparently she was quite good at handling monkeys. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Bonfire on Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Here's your host, Andrew Herzog. Funny little article here that I found that has absolutely nothing to do with anything, but I enjoyed it. Something on Mental Floss I found. Artist creates a mini, the old man in the sea, that fits in a sardine can. (laughs) I said, what the hell is this? I saw that title. It wasn't on the homepage, but I just saw the title and I said, oh, okay, I got to click on this. What the hell is this? What's going on here? Kind of kind of judging a book on its cover. And I open it up, and I'll be damned. <laughs> it's a The Old Man in the Sea, the book. And this uh, designer, Nina Marie uh, Cornelison, I believe, she printed it off and bound it and somehow shoved it into a sardine can. <laughs> that, to me, is that's fantastic. That's a great idea. I never even thought about that. See, I, I liked it so much. I went to her website, I went to Mental Floss and looked all over the article, and I said, where the hell can I buy this? I want this. <laughs> Is this for sale? I'll buy it. It's because I, I like that book. I enjoy it. I think it's a good classic, Ernest Hemingway, and I actually have a, uh, a first edition, Old Man in the Sea, that I found on Amazon. I ordered it, and it's at home with the original cover still on it. So that bad boy, that's an original right there. Right there. Now, I wanted this because I said, shoot, pff, I'll take this new 2016 edition that's shoved into a sardine can. That's just fun. <laughs> that's fun. Oh, I'm stupid, but that's fun. She says she understands the value of good packaging. you damn right you do because you got my attention and now I want it. Jeez. Marketing. It's funny how that works. And you, there's pictures here. And there's, you know, nice little drawings of the swordfish and the old man and his boat fighting him off. And there's a nice sunset over the mountains and he's in a boat. There's fish. There's a little hook. It's very nautical. Not, no, no, not naughty. I said nautical. Jeez. <laughs> it's very nautical. It's very coastal. And as, in case you don't know, Andrew here, myself, is a huge fan of that shtick. The fish shtick. Um... <laughs> Oh, I just cracked myself up like an idiot. Yeah, so needless to say, when I saw this, I said, wow, I want that. Uh, no word yet, if I can get it one day, somehow, some way. But I appreciate that. I think it's a good book. I like that whole theme. I love the beach. I feel that is where I belong. 
And maybe I will end up there one day. Who knows? Who knows? But this is the end now of the podcast. I thank everybody. Please. Uh, please. I thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Please tune in next time. Because here on the Bonfire Podcast on the Blaze Radio Network, we talk about the important things. The apolitical stuff, such as books that fit in a sardine can. The Oscars and how they're really not that important, but movies are fantastic. Lord of the Rings is the best of them all. Period. Done. End of story. That's a fact right there. Can't argue with it. Don't want to hear it. Actually, I'd like to. I'll talk to anybody who wants to refute that. Good luck. Good luck. And, of course, the Nat Geo article saying, hey, let's all get out there more often. Let's see nature. We kind of belong. We don't belong there, but it's definitely a part of us, and we kind of still live in this world, so let's enjoy it. Let's go to state parks, and let's go camping. Let's go to the beach. Let's take care of it because it's beautiful. It's fantastic. That is it for the bonfire. Please go to bonfirethoughts.com. If you have any submissions, if you'd like to write for us, please, please go ahead. I would love to read what you got. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, the social medias. And everybody, I will talk to you next time. Adios. This is the bonfire on demand on the Blaze Radio Network.